Hello, my name is Marcus S. Lane, and I would like to thank you for joining me as I share my perspective on questions and issues that divide us. Please like, subscribe, and share. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. So once again, thank you guys for supporting my podcast and listening and sharing. I really appreciate it very, very much. Now, today, I want to talk about a topic that is kind of touchy. It's a little bit tricky. And it is the relationship or the distrust between the police department and the black community. I guess a better way to phrase it would be the systemic distrust between the police department and the black community because the problems that the black community and the police department have with one another, the the distrust, the the hatred or the dislike, it it didn't start with NWA's fuck the police. That's not where it started. It started years and years and decades and decades, a couple of centuries before that during the times of slavery. Now, I understand that anytime you say anything about the police, that's unflattering. You get labeled being anti-police or whatever. I'm not. I'm not anti-police. I support police. I support good police. And I think bad police or police who act unfavorably need to be held accountable. It's just that simple. And today I'm only discussing um, the systemic problems that the black community and the police department have had. Now, if you go back to the times of slavery in our great country, the United States, you will understand or you will see that publicly funded police departments in the South, they were used to gather, chase, return, runaway slaves. That was their job. If you were a black person fighting and trying to secure your freedom and you finally got away and you ran away from from master's plantation, they sent police officers to catch you. That's who they sent. They, they, it, that's, that's just reality. You can look it up. That's what happened. So, you know, as a black person, you see police, you run. That's what you did back then. And, and I know, hey, that was a long time ago, but you don't think that this, this stuff got passed down through generations, this hatred, this distrust. I mean, at that time, the police saw us as no more than stray dogs, animals who had escaped, sheep who had escaped the flock who needed to be recaptured. But they, they treat sheep a whole lot better when they, when they bring them back than how they treated the slaves. Now, and black people saw police as oppressors. That's what they saw them as. And it didn't end there. It didn't, it wasn't like, oh my God, yes, but slavery ended in a long time ago. No, after the Civil War, after the Emancipation Proclamation was signed, after the Reconstruction period, you had Jim Crow laws. And the police were used to enforce those laws. They were used to disenfranchise. They were used to belittle. They were used to hurt. They, would leave, they were used to keep black people in line. Hey, you can't vote. Hey, you can't go in that restaurant. Hey, are you looking at that white woman? Hey, keep your eyes down. Don't, don't, don't look at a white man in his face. You know, that's what the police were used for. And of course, this breeds distrust and hatred. And again, yes, I know we're talking the late 1800s, the early 1900s. And yes, that was 100 years ago, 120 years ago. But you don't think that these stories of police abuse, 
within the black community was not shared? You don't think it wasn't passed down from grandmother to to daughter, daughter to son, son to, you know, whatever. You don't think these things weren't passed down? And even if they were not passed down, do you think it ended there? Do you think that after Jim Crow, quote unquote, everything was good and fine and dandy? I mean, we can go 55 years or so back to the 1960s when Martin Luther King and Representative John Lewis were marching for civil rights, civil rights. They just wanted to be treated equally as human beings. They wanted the same rights that every other citizen in this country had. That's what they wanted. And they were peacefully protesting to get these rights. And who did they send to squash these uppity Negroes? The police department. It was the police department out there with water hoses and dogs and batons beating people, throwing them to the ground, arresting them for having the audacity to ask to be treated fairly, to be treated equally. They were asking for civil rights. Hey, I, I work in this country. I pay taxes. I want to vote. Is, is, is that a problem? I want I want civil rights. No, you can't have civil rights. We're going to send the police department down and they're going to beat the mess out of you. And we're going to arrest you 34 times. And it's all going to be recorded. People are going to take pictures of it. No one's going to stop it. They're going to stand as a mob in the corner and cheer and say, yay, get those Negroes. What's wrong with them? Like, again, this was the relationship. And this isn't a long time ago. My, this is my mother's generation. These my mother know people who went through this. Like she was a a young a young woman during this time. So this is a problem. And maybe you maybe maybe you're sitting there saying, "Well, Marcus, those cops are all gone. They're, they're not on the force anymore. They would be what eighty years old now, seventy years old. They're not on the force. But guess what? I'm sure their children are." Some of them, right? Because a lot of police officers, they raise their children and their children want to follow in their father's or their mother's footsteps and they become cops as well. And also those parents, those police officers who raised those future cops, they raised them with their values, their beliefs, just like pretty much everyone in this country or in the world raised their children with their values and their police. And if those police officers in the 60s thought it was okay to stand in the middle of the street and beat black people for simply asking for the right to vote for the for equal rights for civil rights then yeah they 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 shared those thoughts and those emotions with their children and those and their children when they became cops they carried that onto the force and if they had children and their children became cops they probably carried that onto the force and again, I'm not saying that all cops are bad. I'm not saying that 50% of them are bad. It's a small percentage, but it's enough of them that it catches our attention, right? And I know some people out there saying, well, look, all black people got to do is act right. All they got to do is not commit crimes. Oh, black, white people don't commit crimes? White people commit crimes, right? They mass murder, they walk into two black churches and kill people and they end up going to Burger King afterwards and they they shoot up concerts and they shoot up high schools and I mean, right? I mean they do drugs, methamphetamines, heroin. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, they resist arrest. I've seen videos of them resisting arrest. So it it's come on. Come on, you you lose me when you say that because 
Again, even if they were resisting arrest, even if they did have a drug habit, no judge has ever sentenced anyone to death for doing drugs or resisting arrest. That's not that's not what happens. Police are supposed to be well trained enough to deescalate and handle that situation. And again, if a situation gets away from you and you're a police officer and you end up killing an unarmed individual, violating their civil rights, I don't think you should be a police officer anymore. It's just that simple. I mean, you, you've proven that you can't handle those situations and that situation might happen again. So, I mean, that's just, that's just how I feel about it. It's one of those jobs where you, you, you don't have to be perfect, but you have to be better than just okay at your job. Right. Just like a doctor, a surgeon, a surgeon needs to be better than OK at their job, because if a surgeon goes in and someone is doing, I don't know, elective surgery, boobs or something like that, and he kills six patients out of 10, he's not going to be a surgeon anymore. <laughs> he's, he's not going to be able to keep his job. So you shouldn't be able to do these things as a police officer either. We're supposed to be able to put our trust in the police department. And for the most part, we do, but there's a few out there that's just effing it up for everybody. And I mean, I felt it. I felt the sting of the bad blood between the police department and the black community. I've been pulled over for doing five miles over the speed limit, hands on the steering wheel. I got all my windows rolled down, got my paperwork in my hand. And he walks up to the car and he looks at me and he goes, so where are you going? And I'm like, excuse me, officer, why'd you pull me over while you were doing five miles over the speed limit? I'm like, oh, um, I was on my way home. Okay, oh, nice car. Um, So how can, how do you afford this? What do you do that you can afford this car? Wow. Really? You need to know that? Well, I work. I've been working for this company for 20 years. Oh, any drugs in the car? Whoa, what about you? What about me makes you think I got drugs in the car? You automatically saying because I'm black and I'm driving a nice-ish car that I got drugs in my car? Like, I mean, and this doesn't happen every time, but it's happened one, two, three, too many times. And again, it perpetuates the negativity and the negative feelings and emotions that black people have with police officers in the black community, you know? And again, I will say it again to anybody who's listening, who's a cop, who's one of those cops who are risking their lives every single day and doing the right thing, making those great judgment calls, those split second judgment calls that I don't want to make. Look, I support you just like I support the military, just like I support firefighters, just like I support doctors and teachers. But hey, one of those teachers put their hand on my child, they got to go. One of those doctors mess up, they got to go. Firefighter decides he wants to stand outside because he's afraid to go fight fires. He doesn't want to do it. He's, he's scared of fires. Guess what? He can't do the job no more. He got to go. Police officer violates my civil rights. Police officer kills an unarmed individual. doesn't matter the color of their skin. They got to go. That's just how I feel about it. And again, this thing is systemic. It started a long time ago and it's pushed this way forward to 2020, 2021. And the only way to solve it, the only way to fix it is to start having conversations about it. Honest conversations, open conversations. And then we need to do something about it. You know, don't just talk. Listen, we do a whole lot of talking. We don't do a lot of listening. 
listen. Understand what someone is telling you. They're telling you their life, their life experiences. So just listen. And then we get together as a, as a society and we do something about it. And that way we can make change. And everybody can then be treated equally and fairly under the law. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed the episode, please follow, subscribe, and share. If you absolutely hated what you heard today, please follow, subscribe, and share. (laughs) Thank you and have an amazing day.